Hello, my name is Cheryl G, and I would like to welcome you to the Emmaus of Bus podcast. This week, we will continue part three of a series entitled, What Has Not Changed? So let's get started and begin this week's episode of Emmaus of Bus. The title of this week's episode is Resting at the Table. We'll be reading from John chapter 13, verses 21 through 26. But first, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you that through Christ Jesus, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain the mercy and the grace to help in times of need. Lord, I humble myself right now. Only allow me to say what has been given to me to say by the Holy Spirit. Not my words, just yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's read John chapter 13, verses 21 through 26. When Jesus had thus said, He was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him, that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He, then lying on Jesus' breast, said unto him, Who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. As I explained previously in part one and part two of the series, the Holy Spirit is continuously pouring out fresh revelation on very familiar passages so that we can discern patterns in God's word that illuminates how we are to respond to the challenges that we're currently um, impacting our nation and it's currently impacting the world. I believe that the passage that we will be studying today is more prophetic than we may have considered in the past. In it, Jesus is sitting and dining at the table with his disciples. He will soon be handed over to Roman authorities and crucified for our sins. While at the table, he makes an announcement to his disciples. He tells them that one of you who are seated here with me today is going to betray me. Jesus lets them know that it's not an outsider that's going to betray him. It's an insider who has gained direct access to him and to to them. This person is one of our companions. This spirit is not over there. This spirit is sitting at the table with us. This is important from a prophetic point of view because it illustrates a warning about deception that uh, he told his disciples about earlier. Let's go quickly and read Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. It reads, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. In these past few months, I've been meditating on this question. How can the elect, the church, be deceived? I've listened to prophetic messages proclaimed that it will be some ideology that is foreign or outside the church. But based on this scripture and the scriptures related to Um, disputes that were occurring in Jesus' time and in the time of the early church, I do not agree with their interpretation. I believe what will cause the elect to be deceived are old mindsets that feel familiar 
that have not been submitted to God for renewal. Mindsets that are out of step with love, who is God. Mindsets that are do not reflect God's true nature. Mindsets that are erroneous and depict God as being more merciful to some than to others. It is our familiarity with these old, unpurged beliefs that makes us susceptible to deception. These old mindsets sit at the table with us, and when left unchecked, can yield great power and cause division and strife in the church. Judas was a thief who portrayed himself as someone who cared for the poor, but was slowly taking money that was supposed to go to them out of the bag. Another good example of what I'm referring to occurs in Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. Let's turn there and read it. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to blame. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. Paul had to swiftly remind Peter, Barnabas, and the others that what they were doing was reverting to the law and not embracing the grace that was freely given to all. They were clinging to their old identity instead of who they were in Christ Jesus. Their dissimulation was also sending the wrong message about who Christ is and what he died for all of us to have. So it is often the familiar mindsets that are near to us that makes the church susceptible to deception. Now, for our text today, we could spend time studying Judas and what motivated him to betray Jesus um, him being like the Antichrist and being, both of them being called the sons of perdition. But what I want to focus on is how we should position ourselves when deception is occurring, because I do not want to give the enemy any glory at all. So let's reread verses 23 through 25 of our text. Now, there was leaning on Je Jesus's bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? So when Jesus gave his announcement, John was reclining on, the, on his bosom. I believe that this is what our position should be as well. I believe uh, his position caused him to be aware but not alarmed. Why was he not alarmed like the other disciples when Jesus made his announcement? Because he was resting in the love of Jesus. Sin was abounding, but John had positioned himself next to grace and truth. He was so secure that it is as if he did not hear Jesus's announcement. John's position reminds me of when I would hold my children as babies. They would initially resist resting because they did not want to miss what was going on in the environment around them. But eventually they would stop resisting and just drift off in the security of my arms. As I watched them, they would look so peaceful. This peace and place of rest 
is also available to us through Jesus Christ in these times. His love for us brings us to a place of peace. When he first came to visit the disciples after he arose from the grave, he appeared to them and greeted them with these words, Peace be with you. Here is the lesson. During these trying times, rest in the fact that God loves you. He knows that deception is sitting at the table. Be alert, be awake, be aware, but don't be alarmed. This is my prayer for you and your family this week. Rest in his love for you like a newborn baby. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus of Bus podcast. You can hear more messages at either EmmausOfBus.com or at Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can also um, purchase my new book entitled Emmaus of Bus at EmmausOfBus.com. Join me next week for part, th- part four of the series, What Has Not Changed. Have a blessed week.